you know, everybody want to hear, not everybody. A lot of people. <laughs> Some people. Some it's people. It's because the, the algorithm, everybody wants to hear about this George Lopez beef, alleged. Allegedly. Alleged. He, the headline they pushing is, uh, George Lopez went out of his way to point out an up-and-coming Latino comic because he hates all Latino comics, and he went out of his way to be like, F that dude, don't nobody knows that mf but uh, you know. Do you agree or disagree with that? There's thing? always a narrative. There's always a narrative. There's a narrative for everything. There's a narrative that they're entertaining that those uh, objects that are flying over our American airspace, they're like, oh, it could be aliens. No, y'all just too embarrassed to say China got some shit that'll sneak up on you when you you won't even detect it. You won't even know it's there. So aliens are out of the question is what you're saying? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 bro. Why are you so yeah. serious about it? Whoa. Yeah, because that's how it's it's Discord Civil War, big dog. Okay. We got Discord, Discord Civil War. It's Discord Civil War. Uh, Scribe set it off. He was like, <laughs> Oh, but you uh, fucking cook you uh, flat earthers? No, nah, yeah. He, 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 he drew a line in the sand in the <laughs> Discord and was like, See, that's what's wrong with these new people that's new to the right. People that's new to the right, they susceptible and vulnerable to uh, uh, conspiracy theories, you know. He said it very well, actually, because he was like, for the people that grew up conservative or that had been red pulled since they were really, really young, they don't fall for this, this shit, you know, shenanigans or whatever. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, you could use that for everything. You could be like, uh, for example, if I post something about Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. that's like, look at some of the shit they're saying about Ron DeSantis. May or not, you know, may or may not be true. You know, <laughs> maybe he still is Governor Beast Mode. He's not really like Secret Swamp. You know, some part of the apparatus that's sure. just anti-MAGA, anti-America, anti-populist. So if I post something about DeSantis, somebody might say, see, see this, or vice versa. Like, say you're pro-DeSantis. Okay. It's, that's a rift to where people could be like, yeah, he's kind of right. Uh, people that are new, they're anti-DeSantis. You know, people like Chingo, because they're new to this whole uh, being on the right thing. Um, you know, therefore, he's falling for this. DeSantis narrative. Okay, wouldn't it wouldn't it, wouldn't it be like similar to say that if you were like new to him as a fan, like if you've been following him since he was like a council member and then became a mayor and then became a governor, you have a different perspective than if you just started following him when he became governor like two years ago. That makes more sense, right? Because if you're early on to his train, you'd be like, I don't believe this guy's a sheep in wolf's clothing, as Sham Tripoli would say. But if you yeah. followed him for ten years, you'd be like, No, that's pretty crazy of you to say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't followed Ron DeSantis yeah. since before him being a governor and all that. But anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, we, we got, we anyway, came here with we got Juan, other... We got Juan Pettis in the building. It's because there's a lot Coming to Coming in yeah. hot on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted... <laughs> I definitely wanted... Um, I definitely wanted Juan to be on this episode because... Bro. All right. Let me, let me, let's do it like this. All right. Rob, yes, how sir. do you feel about the uh, alleged George Lopez... Uh, you know, hates on Ralph Barboza, whatever. So, whatever I, the algorithm is, whatever like, it's feeding you, the right? algorithm that's what it wants. So, how many people are chasing clout off this shit? Oh, dude, so many. I feel like it's you all over again. When, I, I better when get pe- some views off this shit. When people are doing this to you, <laughs> <laughs> for sure you will. <laughs> I feel like it's the same group of people too. It that is was doing it. Oh, it is. It is the same people. Oh it's that uh, the Pura Cultura podcast. Same. They're the ones that started the narrative because I said. If y'all vote for Brandon, it's going to be World War III. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. I said, your money going to be fucked off. It's going to be a lot of issues. And then he twists, you know, they, it's two dudes, they twisted it up into like somehow Chingo Bling's a sellout and narrative. That was a narrative. 
but it's the same people that took this one little segment from a two and a half hour um sit down with um steve trevino right so i don't who knows how much other podcast listeners of this show have been following comedy right if you were listening to podcasts when they first started blowing up, you would hear stories of Mencia and George about how they could be on the road, how they could be with new comics, how they weren't the friendliest, you know, and that's just putting it nicely. And then you hear that podcast and you're like, okay, if it's cut up into pieces, that's just continuing that narrative that's been going on for 10, 15 years now. But if you ho- if you heard the whole story, you could you could take out a lot more context that was like, that's not exactly what he was saying. He was kind of putting it in different terms and you did a really good way of breaking that down. But if you just caught that and you only heard the other snippets, achievement from the last 10, 15 years, you'd definitely still be a, oh, he super sucks now. But <laughs> it doesn't sound like that was really what he was saying. Am I right? Am I wrong? Well, well did you hear the episode? No, I didn't, okay. no. So you saw the clips though, where, yeah. they, where they cut out the part about like, no disrespect, but I don't know who this kid is. Like yeah. they, they made sure to zoom and in. And that's what I'm saying. That's exactly I mean, what not I that it, they not done. That, you know, the reason this is so relevant to Red Pill Tamales is because a lot of times what happens is with persuasion and just media manipulation or whatever. I'm not even here defending like George Lopez. In not a way, at all. Some of the stuff I'm going to say is going to sound like I'm like about to take a bullet for this man. Mm-hmm. Right? When I, when I tell you how much I respect his work ethic and like how much, how much you know, artistically just time and everything, people going to be like, oh man, Chingo, he was on there. If anybody's called out George Lopez out for a bunch of shit, it's me. 100%. If y'all don't follow me on Twitter or listen to this show, then you haven't heard all my extensive rants as to why is he sticking this cuchara in for this? If you're an enemy of drag, you're an enemy of mine. If he don't fully understand the topic. Right. He's just trying to use it as a little quick, haha, let me pander to this audience and I don't have to really inform myself to like, why are these conservative parents, traditional parents, or just parents in general, why are they up at arms at somebody's, air quote, a family-friendly kid-friendly uh drag show it's like bro you missing the whole point you you thinking that everybody that's on the right or conservative or trumper whatever going against the herd yeah let's just let's just break it down to that right it's the herd mentality they want everybody to believe those balloons are ufos and the minute you say huh yeah i don't i don't i think they testing us bro i think we literally in an we're we're in the middle of unconventional warfare we're in the middle of unrestricted warfare. Mm-hmm. Or if you say, hey, man, I don't think we should be sending tanks and money and weapons. I don't think we should be putting ourselves further in debt, printing up more money to a few that ain't got shit really to do with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention Ukraine got hella Nazis. They corrupt as fuck. It just so happens they were the ones laundering all the money for our politicians. So if you go against the the war um, herd, they quick to... I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to put it out there. Uh, Rob is anti-Ukraine. And it's like, nah, bro, I'm just saying I want some accountability for the money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody could easily be like, you're going against the herd. Right. I, who who broke it down? I think it was Jack Posobiec said, um, right now, man, the powers that be, they using their favorite weapon right now, which is they cranking up the anxiety machine. Like new narrative just dropped. Mm. It's like... Ukraine, okay, now we on this. Now, first we was on Jab. Before Jab, we was on Rona. You know, now we on Alien mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> and the minute you step out of the herd, they want the herd to get, uh, I think it's a quote. He quoted um, Orwell where he basically said, if you can break down people's minds and rebuild them 
how you want how you want them to be you create this herd type mentality and anybody that steps out of the uh, the narrative now the herd jumps on you and we literally saw that during this motherfucker anti-vaxxer and mm-hmm. uh chingo bling spreading misinformation um whatever so I want to go back to the plant, to the the flying objects and stuff later, but just to stay to stay on the George Lopez part okay. of it. There's yeah. so much. There's so much There's to so it, right? Much. There's so much to it. Uh-huh. So to break everything. down. For, we about to unpack it. Yeah, uh, for listeners, like unpack because you heard the whole two hour podcast, right? And and the one the with, Willie Barcelona. Okay, so you heard both podcasts. Mm-hmm. You had to have extracted a whole different perspective than most people that just caught those tiny fifteen second clips. Oh, absolutely. Um, first of all, let me just put it to you like this, bro. <clears throat> I wasn't even a listener to the George Lopez podcast because I disagree with his politics. Mm-hmm. That's really my only issue with him. Mm-hmm. He ain't never did shit to me, and he don't own me shit. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you yeah. hear you hear alleged hearsay that oh man, I heard he did this person wrong, or I heard he he baller blocked. He called this promoter was like, man, I better be the only one. Or he told D.L. Hughley, right? There's a Juan Villarreal clip. There's a uh, what's the name? Um, Paul Rodriguez, who I actually have met. I mm-hmm. never even met George, besides some DMs and shit. But um, anyway, I wasn't even a listener of the George Lopez OMG High podcast. I might have heard like maybe one episode. But again, I just disagree with his politics to where it's already like, I can't separate the art big time. Yeah. <laughs> and not to mention like, I really... A comedically influence. I really came up more off of like Cat Williams, Martin Lawrence. You know what I mean? People off Comic View, mm-hmm. uh, Def Comedy Jam, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Somebody's like the black comedians. I know they're yelling in their car. <laughs> he named number black comedians. <laughs> but no, nah, but like George was pop. You know what I mean? George. I mean shit. TV shows, sitcoms, another sitcom, so on and so forth. I I just want to give props. To those two episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially the Willie one. The Willie one, bro, the one Willie Barcena was basically like almost like a therapy session where you get to hear him admit. And even on the Steve Trevino episode, he even said, like, I know I wasn't always the most instrumental and I know I wasn't the most helpful. Or like with, with uh, Willie Barcena, it'd be like, yeah, you always kind of kept to yourself and you was always just on your own little thing and you never really wanted to let nobody get close to you. He's like, I'm an only child. And he's like, oh, you don't like to share your toys type thing. You know what hmm. I mean? And, you know, it, it was like a therapy session that you got to really hear. And it was a very vulnerable episode of, like, Willie talking about how much he's evolved. And that's, I respect the hell out of Willie Barcena. Like, I've only just talked via, like, DM type thing. I haven't actually met him. But, I mean, people people talk shit about him, too. People got all kind of stories. People got stories on me. They probably got stories on Juan. My Juan, he, be, he got about three C4s right now. <laughs> and he he's hiding the C4s. Cause he, <laughs> he's in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor me, and then I'll put it out. But right now, it's America. You know what yeah, saying? right now, it's America Cup. It's American Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back when we used to shoot down. Y'all balloon. sponsor me, I'll get a tattoo of C4. Just he said like it. Him. Yeah, facts. Right there. Uh, and shout out, our, shout out to our sponsors, man. <laughs> Tehuacan Mineral Water. Uh, it's glacier-fed springs of, I don't know how to say this word, Citlatlepetl, Mexico's highest peak. I don't know how to say them type of words, man. Uh, they're going to call me a sellout because I don't know how to say Citlatlepetl, Mexico's highest peak. Uh, naturally mineralized during the eight-year journey through the mountains, rich volcanic rock. Anyway, it's better than Topo Chico. You can make your ranch water. All my raza that wants to be like puro Yellowstone carnal. Chingate un Tehuacan. You know what I'm saying? A natural chill. Turn your chill up. 
So, okay. So where were we? <laughs> so, so like the whole thing, the therapy uh, let me just jump in. Like oh, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, thing, yeah. the whole thing with this is like, everybody has this whole view and, and people are jumping on it on social media and they're they just piling, piling, on, piling on George. On. It's like, it's like, yeah, okay. You don't like George. That's cool. Like you can have George has a story. George has a bunch of stories of people he wronged or whatever. And, and Paul has stories that he's wrong and stuff. Mencia has a shitload of stories. His, like, the most epic story <laughs> that he's wrong, people. Bro, this comedian's mad at me that I put on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so my funny G, when you put it like G, that. My G, I put you on Netflix, right, bro. Right, right. What are you doing? And then and then you ignoring me, bro. You don't want to answer my calls. <laughs> and this, you, got the, you got the same number, bro. Damn. But, and we're going to get into all of that. And I cut off Juan. I didn't know that. But I think Juan is basically saying, like, every time we look at ourselves, it's like, Latino comedian. You falling into this little identity mindset. Like, imagine if Rob was like... I'm a Latino podcast producer. You know what I mean? It's like other Latino podcast producers better show me love. And it's, that shit is so goofy and corny. It's so dumb, dude. I've had people tell other comedians that I'm an asshole because, uh, because I'm quiet, dude. Uh, and for the most part, I watch. Like, I'm usually watching around all the other comedians. Like, I listen to everything you guys are saying. And I can, I, usually I'll tell Chingo, hey, bro, so what did this mean? Because I don't want to step out of line on most of these comics and stuff. So yeah. for the most part, there's like, ah, oh, the little guy, he's fucking, he's an asshole. Or the big guy, he's an asshole. You know, whatever. But like, I've had that happen to me too. But anyways, my point is like, everybody like i we've said this on the episodes before like humans are just fucking humans bro we yeah. can grow we can evolve we can change and like the willie barcena episode i was telling chingo like hey we gotta listen to that willie barcena one because if you want listen to the willie barcena episode with george and you listen to the steve trevino episode with george it's like almost exactly the same podcast they same talk topics, about the same topic different dynamic but it's a different dynamic like where you can like George and Willie aren't best friends, but George let his guard down with him because he's like, oh, this is a real motherfucker right here. Willie was coming so vulnerable. <clears throat> yeah. He was just like, man, look, this is how I've And respectful, too. Yeah, he was just like, hey, man, like, dude, I don't know if you know George, but like, I had a development deal with ABC. And when you got your sitcom, like, I got dropped. And that ain't even your fault, bro. But, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, even though I've been on The Tonight Show 10 times, you know, da 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 da, da it was just like a... An understanding. It was just so, it was just vulnerable. It was kind of like, bro, I was, dude, like, Willie telling stories about, like, dude, I was so out of line when I, dude, I used to fuck, there's a time I almost fucking knocked out the manager of a club. He's like, I, he said... He said, people tell me all the time, Willie, you don't burn bridges. You fucking, like, fly a, a balloon over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, slowly. <laughs> Drop some bombs it. on him. It's like a derailed uh, train in Ohio with, with Chernobyl-like chemicals <laughs> in the air where reporters are getting arrested for trying to do real journalism. Oh, uh, mean, meanwhile, y'all worried about Rihanna and if there's some Illuminati shit going on. Y'all worried about who the Chicano king of rap or some shit. <laughs> He's in this room right now. Yeah, Ch but this is. Oh. <laughs> hey, homie. Hey, homie. Hey, you can have that victory, homie, you big dog. Hey, man. I wish respect to you and all your endeavors. You can have that title. You can have that dub. Quick shout out, man. Support for Red Pill Tamales is brought to you by 
Manscaped. Dear Manscaped.com, I am writing this letter because you have complicated my Valentine. Your advanced groin care has made it to where now I'm expected to be five places at once on Valentine's Day. I mean, I already had a stable and now I'm trying to manage Dutton Ranch over here. And some vato named Rip is all mad he wants to take me to the train station. Anyways, your products have made me so smooth with no friction that now the viejas are really sliding in my DM. Manscaped.com, because of you, I am dehydrated. I am exhausted. I am on the verge of collapse and the viejas have siphoned all the fluids from my body. Ya no tengo energy, carnal. I'm not allowed in pools because I'm too hydrodynamic and some say I can communicate with dolphins. And now you're giving people 20% off with promo code CHINGO? You're practically giving it away. That's irresponsible. So please, no more ball deodorant, no more ball toner, and no more ear nose trimmers. Sincerely, Tio Juventino with the smooth pepino, aka the exhausted neighborhood Sancho, aka I used to have wifi at the rancho, aka esas nalgas de las yeah, but just just on that point though, it's like one of those things where it's it's like you gotta understand that Willie was coming at it from a from like a let's just hang out, let's just talk. Like there's an understanding too with it. It wasn't a I gotcha, there, right. and there's no chip on Willie's shoulder because Willie, you know, he's like, all right, George, you did your thing, whatever. And and then let's be George is known for not helping comedians. It's like, dude, okay, he, he did the air quotes. He right did. There. What yeah. is he? What is he? Doesn't owe anybody anything. That's number one. And number- the ones that are bitching about it, like relax like you guys like you're not entitled to anything either like the entitlement is like out of this fucking world bro. first of all the amount of game that george lopez gave steve trevino in that episode was worth <laughs> a lot of money mm-hmm. the amount of game no no hey honestly bro i walked away with a few things a newfound respect for george lopez's uncanny ability to understand television Mm, yeah. Where it's just like, here's the pro. You're gonna get stuck there in your story. You gotta change the setting to that. You're gonna get stuck if you put him over here. If you make him like this in this environment, he's more of like a life coach, wife. I speak wife to his homies. Da 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 da. That's your show. Okay, boom. That's the name of your show. Give me a two page synopsis. I don't need the whole script. Give me the two. Like yeah, just listening to the way he was talking to him, the way with the lingo and stuff, it reminds me of, like whenever you talk to me about social media and I start just like talking and just like okay, I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about, but it's like the same way because he was talking in, in like codes of like send me what you think you have and send me this kind of outline. Like he was breaking it down like you think you know what you're talking about, but send it to me and I'll show because it's basically like I've learned this shit over the years. I know exactly what they're looking for. I know what to pick apart. Like the way he was talking and asking him questions was like, I already know what what they're looking for and what you need to look for and how do you need to look at it. So send me that. And that was the moments where it was like, oh, shit. And that was the moments where Steve disarmed George, because everybody listening right now, they're they're, the Internet and the algorithm and YouTube and all the clout chasing podcasts and people that just want to upload a video Mm -hmm. of. We got your back, homie. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We we got yeah. People trying to get clout <laughs> oh, off of Ralph. Like, shit. hey, Ralph. You know, we got your back, dog. Like, you know, like you're the real one. And then they're gonna turn around and talk shit about him if he don't find a way to put them on all the way. Yeah. Like he just he could just wave a wand and make you fans. He could just wave a wand, make you likable, and increase your fan base. Yeah. That's not how the fuck this shit works. So. George George was giving Steve Trevino a lot of game in the moments where Steve was able to disarm him because if you zoom out to the context beyond the algorithm narrative, if you zoom out to the context of what their relationship is, like 
this is all public, right? I'm not out here putting nobody's mm-hmm. dirty laundry, but basically, uh, it's it's been said publicly that they had to get on the phone, get a little understanding, like, bro, why are you saying that I'm ho- somehow holding you back in show business? Well, no, nah, man, I just think you should probably do a little bit more. You kind of had that reputation, and I mean, you know, people saying this, and you ain't ever did this, you ain't whatever, right? So they kind of squashed it. Now, fast forward. Now, Steve's a guest. You got to take all that into consideration, right? It's not really about George versus Ralph. It's George and Steve had a little funk, just some miscommunication. And now, now they're sitting across the room. Now Steve is damn near interviewing George. Hey, but hey, you know, Cardinal, tell me how you da 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 And George is kind of like, hold on, bro. Like he kind of got his defense up. Mm-hmm. Like case in point, Willie Barcena posted where Willie, he did the, the side-by-side splice where Willie Barcena in like September 2022 <laughs> is on the George Lopez show. He said, man, this is my problem with Hollywood, bro. Like they'll literally give you slivers of steak. They'll just throw little slivers of steak. And, and, we're all, community. and like the Latino comics, bro, yeah. we're like lions. We're all there ah, fighting each other, man, for this little opportunity. They wave that carrot. And I see that in California all day. Like they're so close to the belly of the beast. They're so close to Hollywood that you see the cutthroatness. And it's no surprise that George Lopez, as big as he is, because the motherfucker was focused on his shit and cutthroat like a motherfucker and allegedly helped nobody. But I think that's kind of impossible. And like, when he said that, he, George goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see how that is. Like, he said it just like that. Oh, yeah, my bad. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I smoked, I smoked the weed this morning, man. Let me start off. Okay. <sighs> Thank you, Juan. Yeah. Because my mind, it just it's like a Kanye interview where it's just going off. <laughs> it's like a balloon. It's just going off. Everywhere. Yeah, it's going off in tangents. And it's like I'm straying away from the herd. And then the herd's like, how dare you not believe in this, our Lord and Savior, Ron DeSantis? <laughs> how dare you have questions about Ron DeSantis? Hey, y'all start a civil war. We gonna, we're going to splinter it off. We're going to splinter it off in the Discord all the way. All right, fuck it then. Who's pro-Trump? Who's pro-Ron DeSantis? Anyway. <laughs> All right, so um, Willie said they have us fighting like like lions over slivers of steak, uh-huh. and then George says, "Yeah, man, man, I, I agree. I, I could definitely, I, agree. I could, I agree. I could definitely see that. Like, it's hard for everybody, but it's like even harder for us." And then it cuts to Steve saying, "You know, like, you know, I feel like Hollywood, man. They just kind of like throw crumbs, and we're like perros, just ah, fighting for the crumbs." And George is like. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think I disagree. I don't know, I don't I don't know about I that. that way. Yeah. Then he, I see it that way. <laughs> and, and then he's like, "Why? Because it's a it's a different dynamic." So he's like, "Well, what era? What what generation?" Because because I sound like you blaming me still. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like you trying to find ways to prove this is why I'm realer than you, bro. I'm gonna do for someone right now that I'm, I'm gonna pull out a shiny object, right? I'm gonna do for this person right now what you never did for me, and I'm a I'm a virtue signal to you to show you how real I am. I want to shout out Ralph Borboza, a person who has millions of views and just did the, the Jimmy Fallon show. And then George is like, bro, okay, uh, whatever. Like, he brought his name up about what, five times, four So the first five? time he brought it up, George is like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then he just kept going on with the conversation. Like, then hey, he brought let's it up figure out how we can help again. you, Steve. Yeah. Let's keep talking about what you got going on, Steve. Because you right there, bro. You're doing theaters. You're right there. And you don't have to watch much of the interview. If you watch, if you watch the beginning of, of George and Steve, you could tell right away. Compared to uh, Willie and, and, and Steve, like if you watch the first maybe five minutes of Willie and George, they just get into it and start talking, shooting the shit. It's just like a normal conversation. You watch Willie and or if you watch George and Steve, 
right away you could tell George's uh, guard is up because Steve was about to like try and compliment him. He was like, no, 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 this ain't about me, bro. This ain't, you know, like we're talking about, but because he didn't know what Steve was going to say because they do have that history. Like go to the Burt Kreischer, Burt cast and watch Steve and Burt. You'll see on there, Steve, you know, was angry and brought up George's name a lot on that one where he was calling him out. So if you want to watch that one, that'll tell you right away the type of relationship they have because he shouted out Gabriel. It, it, you make it sound like Steve set up George. I was like <laughs> I ain't saying shit. Like I, I like Steve and and Steve's been Steve's yeah, been helpful I know Steve. to me. Steve's yeah. cool. I know Steve's Steve. Steve been helping helping me out. Like he's he's giving me some game before too. But I mean, it, I'm just gonna call it what it is. And at, on that podcast, he was bringing it up a lot. And and at the same time. George kind of just like fucking just had an outburst. Didn't know who the fuck he was. And he's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Because it's almost like he was virtue signaling. Well, it was being passive aggressive as a motherfucker. I'm going to be honest. Like he was bringing it up, telling him and bringing it back. Yeah. And then George just fucking was like, all right, dude, who the fuck is this guy? Because he'd be in the middle of like helping him with his shit. Like, bro, you're living the life. You got the, you got a beautiful family. You know, you're you're killing it. Love what you do. What's the next plan? Like, I know ju- you want to take it to the next level. Well, you know, I'm content. But yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. Da, da, da. And he starts helping him. And then he's like, but you know, that's why that's why I feel like us as a community, what we should been doing is, for example, like the Ralph Barbosas of the world. He's like, God damn, bro, you gonna keep. Who is this? Do you know this motherfucker? Bro, all right. I get it. Ralph Barboza, my G. I don't recommend that for you, Steve. That's what George keeps saying. Because like, to, uh, to George, to George, Steve hasn't made it. Like, Steve he's like, just he's, started. You're right do- there. Yeah. Steve just started doing theaters this year. He's doing his first theater run. It's his first theaters. So he's barely got to that level, which is like the basic level of like all the Rogan podcast people, like mm-hmm. the Mark Normans and all them. Like they're already there doing. They've been doing it for a couple of years already. Steve just got there this year, and he just started. Well, maybe a little bit of last year too. But it's still, it's still new. Mm-hmm. It, it, he's barely hitting the theaters where it's like, boom, we're doing this now. So in George's perspective, he's like, bro, you haven't made it, made it. Like you're barely making it. Like fix you first, and then help others. But like he's not mm-hmm. even there yet. So that that was his point. If you look at it from that lens of like. To George, Steve hasn't made it. Like, Steve is barely getting there, and he's giving him real game. Like, you wouldn't tell somebody that didn't have a lot of money, hey, man, give your money and start helping people. It's like, bro, get your shit together, and then you can help people if you want, if you you got leftovers. You know what happens a lot when... And this happens all the time. It might happen between your wife and your kids. Like, just you see it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at this shit, right? This part, what I'm about to say. This is the only shit I give myself credit for, is sometimes when people are debating or arguing over a thing... Sometimes they're arguing about two different things. So Steve's point of view might be like, I'm bringing the kid up to show you, like, que te cuesta? Like, it takes nothing to, to you know, he's like, he's like, I DM Ralph Barbosa. He's George is like, okay, like, you're going to help him how? He's like, well, you know, I hit him up. I was like, hey, dude, good job. That's how it's done. And um, he's like, what are you going to do? Tell him where to find ribs in, in a market? <laughs> like, in a market? Like, no, seriously, like yeah, there's really, that's what he said. I mean, the way I try to help my peers and my, my colleagues is, yo, how can we make some money? Like encourage you to stay consistent on your podcasting, like make sure your social media, you up on all the newest trends in the game, how you could double dip, triple dip, quadruple dip, passing on the game that was given to me by others, you know, Raymond Orta and others included. Um, how can we collaborate? Let's do a run in your state. Hey, bro, you from Arizona. 
you got all you got all these markets, bro. Let me, let's do a little double header type thing. Oh, you ain't hitting me back. Okay, never mind. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'll say it right now, just because he does it. Oh, do get it for people me. to feature. You do like, it for me, like like Chingles helped me a lot, like a ton. Like Chingles, like I'm damn near in Houston, living in Houston because of Chingo. He's saying that and, I'm right here, dog. Well, <laughs> Bro, I don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> don't make me go back. He's, say, he's saying that because I'm a white belt with two stripes. Yeah, don't two make stripes. Me go back. Putting the putting the respect on the two stripes. But no, but like for real, like he's brought me here. Like, of course, I got to pull my weight and I do my thing. And, and, you know, I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. But at the same time, he's feeding me so much information of like. And vice versa. This is how it was. This is how it was whenever I was in the rap game. And this is what. So he'll show me the parallels between rap and then also comedy and how it was when he first came into comedy, how it was in the business for, for rap. And so I'm taking all of this shit in and it's fucking just, I'm learning so much to the point where it's like, oh, okay, so I'm confident that when I decide I want to just turn it on to like get even further with my social media, I can whenever I want. But like, it's only because I've been able to, like he's let me have get on some of his social media. It's not about me, carnal. And do all this other stuff. Well, I'm telling you, like this is, but this is like the blueprint. You want to see somebody help somebody out. This is the thing. It's not just like I'm gonna give you some advice on this one thing and not be. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not you. You're not just like yeah, dude. I told this dude where to get ribs. It's like, bro, let me fucking feed you ribs. Like let me let me do this for you. Like you know let, what I mean? Let, yeah, let's buy these cows and let's. But you much. know what's also. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, from an old market, an old business book I read a long time ago. And there's parallels to entertainment, like there is business. If you're trying to start a brick and mortar, or you're trying to be a founder, or you're trying to start a startup or whatever, you're an entertainer. We got to look at the dark side of people. When you look at people like, and they referenced, uh, uh, not Bill Gates, uh, Steve Jobs, for instance. When you recognize the dark side of somebody like Steve Jobs, he was doing nothing to try to bring anybody up. He was trying to build the most fascinating, most uh, user-friendly, most whatever, innovative tech company in the world. Everybody else behind him was trying to do the same thing. He was not lending any hands to because he was so hyper-focused on that. You could use that parallel to tie it to George Lopez. There's sharks out there. Yeah. There's sharks out there. And people know that and they're comfortable letting you know, yeah, I'm a shark. Sometimes you need a shark on your team. Like, dude, I've been baller blocked by sharks. Like, when I got in this music game, that's when I figured out. This is shark infested waters. Yeah. But hey, let me back up because I Sorry. I didn't make my fucking point because I'll be high and shit. But <laughs> basically what I was saying is they were arguing about two different things. So for example, Steve is basically saying like, you know, show love, you know, do more type of thing. And George and then his co-host Gil, uh, who's like a great addition uh, and his perspective, his laugh, you know, it really adds a lot to the to the show. And um, Gil was basically, he's an older gentleman, right? He's a little bit older than George, I believe. And he basically was saying like, but you're, how are you going to clear the path for these next, like, you're going to take away all adversity? Like, how is that helping them? He's mm -hmm. like, everybody has to pay their dues. Everything is earned. Nothing is given. Like, you're making your bones in these bar gigs, the hell gigs, the road. Like, that's part of the journey. Like, and my point is, the way um, maybe Gil and George, the thing they were arguing about, like it's like they're talking about two totally different things. Yeah. They're basically saying you're hurting them if you start trying to do too much for them. Like it's just doesn't even work that way. Like how? What are you gonna do? You what, oh you DM'd him and then I mean yeah you could give people game. There's a lot of shit we could have a relationship. We could probably make some money Get them together. On a podcast. I'll show that you that some love. Thing. Maybe when I fall off, you're hot. You show me some love. Whatever. But it, but it's it's literally like two different things, two different perspectives. It's like, no, oh, you know, I'm gonna keep bringing this up because I'm basically read between the lines. This what you 
should have did for me. And now I'm so cool that I'm going to do it for this other guy. Mm -hmm. And then George is like, bro, why you keep, we're talking about this. We're having a great conversation about this. You keep bringing up this other shit, like, because I know you're trying to make your little fucking point. So, of course, he's going to be like, uh, and not to mention, not to mention a big part of the context is it's a comedy podcast. George is talking shit from the jump, like, about anything. You know, it's just like trying to tag up and think like a comedian. So, so when, if he says, uh, Jeremy Barbasov, that's his name, fuck it, it's Jeremy Barbasov, <laughs> it's almost like... Well, yeah, he's been he's been talking shit, cracking jokes as they're drinking beers and trying to disarm each other, and it's like this little chess game. Like he's been throwing in little funny things since the beginning. But people already have an opinion about him. Mm-hmm. The people that already hate him, it's just going to be positive reinforcement to the, what they already thought. Like he don't know shit about politics, or uh, of course, people always say, "Dude, this guy took his wife's kidney and then." cheated on her with hookers and then divorced her it's like i don't know the time frame i don't know if like was it actual hookers or <laughs> was it a sancha who allegedly was a hooker um she was a nice lady i mean like people people are human and people people are human yeah circumstances circumstances people are human people do cheat he's not the first man to ever cheat in the history of fucking whatever might be the first to get a kidney though and then do it <laughs> but but next it, level bro next level did, did he so <laughs> So, I mean, like, I don't have all the data. Uh, did he cheat on her during, throughout? Probably. Was it right after he got the kidney? Was it, were they already going to divorce? Were they separated at the time? Yeah. Not that it makes it any bit better, but it's almost like. He had her kidney, bro. Could have been. Yeah. It's like, that technically counts as a threesome. <laughs> She might have been into it. In spirit. In spirit. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> no, this took a turn. You All know, right. there's another organ in this bed. <laughs> we have another partner here. Oh lord, Hemmers. But stuff like that's no, an but, attack on his character anyway, not necessarily anything that has to do with his uh, business expertise or entertainment expertise, you know, or how, how much of a helping hand he gave. Like, yeah, okay. And that's what I, I really do hate when people bring super personal stuff into a situation like this. Like, that has nothing to do with helping another comedian or whatever. And just to say this, is probably going to get me in some trouble. I don't care. Um, so, but like, just to say it like this, and and, and this is going to be the fucked up part, Steve, you're going to hate me. Um, but Steve has his checkered past with, with other comedians. George has his checkered past with other comedians. They were both, like, if you don't even know how they came up in the 90s and how bad the situation was as far as like, George talked about a story about Paul fucking with him when he was younger as a comedian. Nobody brought that up. He said, fuck Paul Rodriguez. Nobody brought that up. You just brought up Ralph Barboza. Steve has had a checkered past because Steve was bullied coming up from Mencia like a motherfucker. Yeah. And and even with that, Steve has stories about him, about how he's treated other young up-and-coming comedians. But I'll say this. The reason why it's, it's, it's kind of virtue signaling a little bit is because you're bringing up Ralph Barboza, who has a lot of heat on him, and he's young. He is good. You just recently worked with him. But... There's other comedians that that he's worked with that he didn't bring up. He didn't bring up Jesus Trejo. Um, he's big. He's big in the Latino community. He's huge. He didn't bring him up. Uh, he didn't bring up uh, uh, Javi Luna, which Chingo works with a lot. He he's big, and he's from where 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 Steve's from. I say that to say this: like you guys have to look at it from the perspective of like not everything was out there. But at the same time, you can't condemn either one of these guys because they both came up shitty, shitty in backgrounds, like like as far as how they were treated coming up as young comedians. And then you can't fucking hate on them for the way they brought up other comedians because that's 
dude, they're all growing. They're all human. Like, they're all at a different point in their life where, like, ah, yeah, I fucked up. Even Willie Barcena said it a lot. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I was a dick to, yeah. you know, this person, this person. Yeah. But, you know, I... I would have handled it differently. I would have handled it differently. I would have been... I would have shown my, more love to that guy. But he's admitting, like, bro, I fuck, bro. I fucked up. And if there's he's, anybody... He's like an open book, man. Bro, if there's any kind of people that can change a lot more than others... It's comedians. And the reason I say that is because we're a lot more willing to address our demons and then change it, change something about it. And I say that because we have to inflect a lot. Like and uh, so, be introspective? Uh, introspective a lot. You have to look at yourself, the ugly parts of it, and then figure out, okay, I don't, you know, and then they can change. They can change a lot. And for these guys, if you look at how they came up and where they're at now, they've changed a lot. So you can't hold them to like... You were a piece of shit when I grew up and yeah. when I was coming up. Yeah, you're all up. bad. You're only one thing. You've only done wrong to people. You've never helped anyone. Uh, you went out of your way to call out Ralph Barboza and be like, uh, what's his name? Al Pacino against <laughs> against Leguizamo in Carlito's Bro, that was way. funny, dude. Um, which, you know, that was a hell of a fucking meme. I love yeah, that meme. That but, but it's like, it's like, I mean, you know, George admits to being selfish. He admits to a lot of shit. And he didn't go out of his way to call out Rap Barboza. It was, it was the context of what everything Juan just said. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> these culera, culera, cultura, culeros. what are these? these uh, puro cultura, whatever these little <laughs> Puros fucking, culeros. Yeah, these little clout chasing ass dudes. Uh, and again, if anybody's talked shit about George <clears throat> Lopez, it's me. Yeah. But in this case, it's going to sound like I'm like defending them because in a way I am. It's kind of like... You cannot like them for a list of reasons, but this particular thing should probably not even be top 10 because it's right. like, yeah, he reacted in a way in a setting, given circumstances across the desk from a person who's already mentioned this guy five fucking times when I'm trying to help him. And I keep trying to tell him, but don't you want to go pro? But don't you want to level up? I know you're content. I know you got the good family, but you don't want to be on TV and I'm trying to help you. And we're talking about this and I'm, we're telling stories. You've disarmed me again. And now here you are, like Juan said. You ain't mentioned none of these other people, but you want to pull out like, if this guy doesn't make you admit that we should show a fucking hand, this guy that is showing the potential to be bigger than you one day, if this doesn't make you admit, you're right, Steve, I was wrong, I should have helped you, then I don't know what will. It's almost like Ralph's name is being used as a pawn. Totally. You know, and nothing against Steve, right? I'm human. I'm a piece of shit. I'm one of the first people to say it. (laughs) Uh, but my point is like, this is the kind of thing we talk about on RPT all the time. It's like, you're either going to let someone assign you an opinion and you're not really going to dig in, ask questions, dig a little bit deeper, zoom out with the lens, look at it through different filters, different lenses, and not just be like, oh, did you hear the thing about Chingo Bling's a sellout? Oh yeah, fuck that guy. He's a fucking sellout. It's like, why? Cause he's, he said, Brandon is the worser candidate. Our economy's going to do bad. Like, there's just a plethora of things that could happen. And there's that one clip I keep bring, bringing up when I was like, I'll tell you why Trump's better. China. You China, know, China, but, but in, China. instead of <laughs> instead of zooming out and looking at it like, well, Chingo's basically saying that the border is a mess and it's a ticking time bomb because there's like a huge increase in Chinese nationals. We don't know if they're refugees or, or you know, what I'm talking about the ops. Uh, I, Iran people that are on the Iran terror list it's a ticking time bomb instead they're like oh so Mr. They Can't Deport Us All was faking us out the entire time he was a closet Republican the entire time he never believed anything he ever said because no one ever changes their mind 
That you was know. so well put, Chingo. You know. And now they call him me Flat Earther. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we segueing? Are we done with the, the yeah, George yeah. Lopez topic? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's I, fine. I think you guys did yeah, a really good plenty, job. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do with this episode now. I feel like it needs to go out to the masses, even though it's a casual Friday. But we'll decide. Maybe we'll keep it behind the uh, Patreon. Or you or you can make this the win- make this the Wednesday. Yeah, I, I was thinking about Happy that. Wednesday, y'all. Happy Wednesday if it's Wednesday. not casual Friday. It's just you know I just want to make sure that I had Juan on here because yeah because he actually listened um, to both episodes and and he he. He hit the nail on the head. He was like, bro, you got to listen to the Willie one and you just get to see a whole different angle. That shit was so cutthroat for them in the 90s, like the Latino Southern California comedians in the 90s. Oh, my God. I just be hearing stories. Last thing on it real quick. And just to piggyback off of what you were saying, when Gil was saying, like, you know, you're not doing him any favors and stuff like that. It is true. That's true. Bill Burr has said before, like, bro. Anybody could be a comedian if they just stick with it. And so what happens in the community is like, this is why people don't respect, this is why a lot of comedians don't respect anybody unless you've been in the business for 10 years or more. This is one of the reasons. is because they will fall off after the 10-year mark. They will disappear because they can't handle the pressure and the thing. And so literally a comedian has to go through all this fire just to find their voice, just to find that competitive edge and then even work even harder to keep it. And the ones that are on top right now, they're keeping it and they're just working their asses off. If you don't even know what it is to be a comedian, it's like you're alone most of the time and you're going through so much of the stuff and you're pushing forward. If you just give somebody that platform and you just make them, it's still not going to hit the same because they're not going to be able to keep that that same energy as they did when they were building up. Like that's leading you up to be that pillar when you get there. So if if they're not growing on their own like that, they're not going to make it either way. So it's like, it's just like what Bill Burr said with that. Like that's, that's a comedian's life. Like you got to come up that way and you got to go through that hardship. And if you think that somebody's somewhere because they didn't work hard enough, you're fucking wrong. I guarantee you you're wrong. Cause they probably do a lot of the work behind a, a lot of stuff you don't see, but like the ones that are all there, they have some kind of story or they work their asses off to get there. I think George's uh, first sitcom, he was like, somebody could fact check me i think he was like 41 and he had already been doing comedy since like 79 so he's been he's been on stage as long as i've been alive damn they think he came out of nowhere because george wasn't in all the clubs everywhere he was ice house he was at ice house and a few others and he would hone his fucking skills every fucking night and then when he was ready, he would go to the bigger spots and they were like where did this guy come from And, and i respect that it's because he was fucking just laying low and then he just popped when he when he when he was ready and that's and, what happened yeah and he even says like maybe i wasn't mr helpful but and you know what? i could relate i could relate to the part about like he said how he was the only child and shit dog when i got shipped off to that prep school and i came back for like a summer and like all my little friends from the block like it's just a handful that were on I, I forget if some of the kids moved away but like some of the kids that um that i was cool with like in middle school type of thing and I even went to a different middle school than them. But like when I came home from New Jersey, after going through that trauma, it was like, dog, I'm not even going to go to your house. We're not even going to play while I'm on this trip. Like, I'm not even going to open up that little Pandora's box of like, what's up, bro? How you been? And then I got to leave again. And then it's that fucking like that pain of like, yeah, bro, you psh, fuck them friends. <laughs> so it's like it, sometimes, man, life just makes you a little bit co-hearted. And, um, and you don't always know what everybody got going on. But anyway, All on right. to aliens. Let's and, do it. Uh, Let's fucking 
well, unidentified Chinese object. the track, baby. Well, we got we to gotta just, I mean, if we just cover one more story, it's got to be the balloons, all right? Mm-hmm. People are asking, uh, we're shifting to the Discord. If you're not, if this is, drops on Wednesday, we decide to make it the public episode. We jump into <laughs> our Discord all the time to, add, to see what questions they have, stories they want to talk about, great debates. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, it's obviously the, the balloons. At the top of the show, you said there's no way. I said there's four that's been shot in the last week, shot down, mm-hmm. four flying, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. objects. Mm-hmm. Out of those four, there's not a single chance that one of them might be actual extraterrestrial uh, ship or, or anything. I think z- zero chance. Zero. You're chance. telling me, you're telling me, alien technology found its way into our atmosphere undetected in form of a balloon, and then was like hovering randomly over Lake Huron or whatever. Well, they said the article said objects. We've heard of balloons, but not all of them have been classified as balloons. And this is all basically like narrative coming from the Pentagon and the U.S. government and the White House who don't want to admit that the Chinese got some shit that'll sneak up on you and hover before you before you even realize it was even fucking there. The only reason they admitted the shit is because civilians were were like, man, look at this bullshit in Montana over our fucking nukes. So, Juan, do you have any take on this? I have a lot of takes. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Rob. Okay. Let me ask since you part of the round earth society. Let me ask you this. Yeah, it's a good shirt. Fucking round earth, round earth society. Yeah. Round earth. Since since you believe the science is settled on everything, now, what are the chances? Do you believe that it actually is a weather balloon from China that accidentally got off track? The initial one, or any of the ones since then? Um, all of them. Any of them. The chances that it's a weather balloon, uh, it's pro- yeah, that's probably possible that the first one was a Chinese operated that somehow spy machine that that's they're calling it a weather accidentally. balloon. Wait, 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 no, 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 I'm asking you. China, Beijing's official narrative is the first one was a weather apparatus that accidentally went off track. Right. Do yeah. you believe that's real? No. What's the chances of that being real? The chances of that being real are the same chances that you can operate a business in China without the CCP being a part of it. Okay. And if you know anything about that, that there's a zero chance of that. You don't open a business in China without the Communist Party having a part in it. Well, it's, I think it's called uh, Article 6, where if they want to, they can summon data or whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean they got their uh, tentacles in their... Right, it doesn't mean they invest every daily, in it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean they're in their daily day-to-day dealings or, or operations yeah, yeah. it just, just depends they if, it, if it's a bioweapons lab then yeah all them fucking scientists <laughs> that's from the prc um uh, but but juan you said you know you're just and sipping the pla i'm my bad the PLA. pla he's sipping over here just ready to drop some drop the hammer down vomit all the stuff i know just, drop the hammer down uh, so let me regurgitate some shit uh, let me regurgitate everything damn no original thought in juan chingo said <laughs> hold on let me look with the hand <laughs> I got all my shit from AI. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ChatGPT. Uh, no, for uh, just all the information we have as far as like with the balloon and all the other stuff, it, this was crazy. Okay. I, I, these are just the stuff that we know so far. Right. But like it got across our border, right? Nobody undetected, allegedly. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So I was telling Chingo, hey, what if like this thing was like maybe trying like, like, some new technology like to get past our fucking yeah our what do you call it to um, test us see what like you're gonna do yeah like what but but like their stealth radar? detection yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't detect they wouldn't be able to detect something slow mm-hmm. those things are made to detect something fast and so there's also images of them having that same type of balloon with like those sonic fucking hyper missiles from before over in their place that would go around the earth 
mm-hmm. to strike us. That could strike it, us. It'd, it'd follow the curvature. You yeah. mean go straight across, mm-hmm. you mean? Go around. Yeah. Well, straight across, that might be a little too convenient. Mm. But I'm sure maybe even if it is round, they got some shit that'll go around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but, the, but From the other side of the earth. But like the, just having that information, this, the, them testing that, or just taking images of the actual, oh, look, this is what it looks like. This is where we're going to hit, blah, blah, blah. And then we already have people coming through the borders terrorists and stuff just uh-huh. knowing a shit ton hey, of chinese hey just so you know okay you got to go to this state and stay low there because that's where we're going to strike type of thing you know there's that too i mean even if they're not like actual soldiers like it's still economic warfare because the more you know the more that the globalists shake up the world and have everybody being a refugee everywhere and just fucking off our sovereignty, like just attacking the West. We're being attacked from all directions, like culturally. I mean, the educational system, um, you know, soft take on communism. The stuff on social media art. is to keep you away from the shit that they're finding terrorists at the uh, uh, like uh, from the DMV. They're finding balloons in the sky and all this other shit, like uh, trains getting derailed, all kinds of you know, with food chemicals plants and burning, shit, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like. It's all heading towards this one thing. And with the alien thing, it's like, what if that's like a catalyst to like put us all? Because I was telling um, Rob, what if like, you know, JFK was like one of the first ones to come up with that whole thing about like, you if know, we unify, unite, yeah, if we unite, Ronald Reagan said it too. One world government trying to move in that direction of like, boy, gee, golly, wish everybody. I sure wish one day we're invaded by aliens. Project Bluebeam. And like now we have so that we can now they might have the technology to be like let's trick them into coming together so that the central banks can ha- bust out their digital coin and then we all fall in line. Look, one of the first indicators about the whole centralized bank shit it was that was that thing the documents about like uh, them adding into all these major banks the 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 social class system. Yeah, yeah, social credit score. The social credit score. When they start implementing that in all the main banks. And everybody is just like, oh, well, that's because I asked some of my banker friends because I used to work at a bank and they were just like, oh, yeah, that's a new thing that we're doing. It's just like one of those. uh, It's just like one of those things like like, yeah, we just got to learn the regulations or whatever. They're not even aware. And I was like, do you know what that's for? And do you know? And then kind of understanding like they already have a social credit system over there. Like this is where you're at. We have our credit scoring system. But once that's implemented how far are they going to take it with communism and all the other well, stuff ESG ESG is already happening yeah it's already happening and, and everybody's kind of like oblivious to it until they, it just starts affecting you then it's like oh by, by that point it's already too late you know what I mean so we're already heading in this whole unifying thing and who knows if it's going to be unifying under China type of thing you know what I'm saying under China huh? you under think they'll China. be the, the superpower <clears throat> Well, they're they own to- everything. Like they own the chips. They own. They're 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 slowly taking over using Russia as the fall people to like. They're taking up like they're the fucking <clears throat> ones that are renegades. We've never invaded invaded anybody, and we're we're kind of like the good guys. But like, yeah, yeah. they're slowly fucking taking over. Even though we've had chemical, you know, attack on the world from them. You bio, know what I'm saying? Bio, yeah, bioweapon. Bioweapon that was a bat but now it's like oh yeah it accidentally oh. came out of our you mean bat thing. soup and there it is again y'all remember the herd that would not entertain the questions of like you know what i just kind of don't trust their official narrative and like could it be from the wuhan institute of virology like couldn't it have come from fauci's fucking using our tax dollars and everything else and then you start to see emails and you start to see more and more but the the herd 
that's how they manipulate us with that anxiety. It's just like the herd don't want you questioning the official narrative. As soon as I found out that it had like a time delay, that's when I was like, bro, that doesn't sound natural. Like the virus. Yeah. You don't you don't know for three days. What the fuck? That sounds fucking suspect as fuck. And everybody was like, no, nah, man. Or when you show <laughs> them the bat, bro. Or you show them the, <laughs> like, how the flu numbers, how the flu numbers went away and shit like that. People were like, no, they're not doing that. Oh, and they're saying, oh, when you would tell people, hey, it's not always dying of COVID. Sometimes it's dying with COVID. They're filing them if if they find a trace of Rona while they while they picking up the body off the highway when they fell off the motorcycle. And we're the crazy ones for for thinking about that. Whenever it finally comes out that, oh, those those detection things that they stick up your nose, uh those things, they really can't detect COVID. They, They really could just pick up on the flu. And what? stick, and then you shoving chemicals up your nose. What? So you're shoving shit up my nose, and we don't even know if it works. Tickling my brain, dog. <laughs> Juan needs three uh, C fours every day yeah. in order to just. That to, was just two big dog. Oh, two. Get that bad, third one bad. later. Okay. Yeah, I'm on it, dog. Uh, here we got a couple of other. Uh, we'll do some some rapid fire here stories because this will probably be Wednesday's so, episode. Since the Super Bowl just happened, do you guys have any input on the halftime show or the game? Well, I knew the commercials were going to be like electric vehicles and. It's going to be some little rainbow shit sprinkled up in there. Yeah, I'm going to go back Jesus. to what I was talking about. Yeah, I'm going to go back to that, too, because I was telling Rob before this, before you got here. Dude, this whole thing, I, I was like, I made like a breakthrough in my head, at least. Uh, but like... <laughs> epiphany, big thought. Epiphany, big thought. So you know how we were Word talking choice. about the other episode? Go look into it if you didn't fucking listen to it. Which episode, bro? The, the last one, the last Friday. Okay. But about how... Back then, it used to be like fear mongering on like, dude, you can go to hell, bro. And, and everybody was like, no, and it, we got to get to church. And then now it's like, now it's more like, yeah, we're going to hell. Hell yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like, what do you mean? Who, like who Sam, says? Like the Sam Smith Like just the normies. Or? Like it used to be normal that, oh my God, I'm afraid of going to hell. So I got to get to church on Sundays. And now it's like, no, nah, we're going to hell, bro. That's fucking great. Yeah, fucking. No, no. Now it's, hey, aren't there a few corrupt churches? And uh, they're all like Joe Lowstein. But what I Somebody mean, tried to trigger me on the Discord. They're, they were like, I think it was uh, Ain't a Politician or Jim Jimbo or somebody was like. Our agent of the month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, said basically was like, yeah, Chingo, I heard they were saying uh, that Lakewood is just, Second Baptist is just like Lakewood. And they said that shit on purpose to trigger me because it, it. I said fir- it on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, man. Okay. I'm referring. I'm referring to like Sam Smith and and the whole thing at the what was it VMAs whatever the fuck. Uh, Why Grammys? are you gay? Why little are you gay? Yeah, but like that whole thing where it's like now it's the devil and all the stuff and then they're doing all kinds of shit. We already knew about this. Whenever what's his name? Um, what's his name? Lil Nas X. Alex Jones. Alex Jones uncovered it and was like bro they're doing illuminati stuff and he broke in and he, he would show like dude they would wear robes it's hollywood and they, all this other uh, stuff they worship Moloch. you know what dude uh, they, they was in hiding and then now they're making it like normalized so much that now the normal people are on it now like they're like hell yeah bro i like sam tripoli's take the best okay. sam tripoli i feel like is the most accurate when it comes to sam smith which is basically this uh, he took the words out my 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 mouth he said this shit is like, oh, we're going to be edgy. He's like, but really, it's just fucking hacky. Yeah. And especially when it comes to like the gay artists doing that, like Lil Nas X trying to play with satanic images. The reason they, I think Lil Nas X's whole justification, I don't know if Sam Smith has a, diff, a similar type of reason, but like, because 
Lil Nas X supposedly felt judged by the Christian community, by the Bible thumpers. He felt judged for his uh, sexuality. Um, therefore, he like the pendulum overcorrected. Uh, so it's like, okay, I'm triggering you with the gay stuff. And, and their whole argument is like, where y'all gonna hide all the gay people from y'all's kids? Like y'all trying to make a scene like Lil Nas X is out here twerking on Nickelodeon, which he was. So basically they overcorrect and they said, just for that, just for judging me type of thing, it's like, now I'm going to twerk on Satan or I'm going to dress like Satan or we're going to have like this weird, super perverse, a bunch of just goofy shit happening. And that's their justification. It's like, well, those Christians are so close minded and they judge us. Therefore, we're going to worship Satan. <laughs> God damn. That's, ba- basically, that's what the fuck they're doing. But that's a take. But I would say if they really are into that stuff, wouldn't the goal be to normalize it? Because now if they're normalizing it, now they're talking like... Yeah, they, they're useful idiots for actual Satan. Well, look, look at what was the biggest controversy. I didn't even watch any of this shit. But like, what was the biggest controversy of the Super Bowl? The Jesus one. Yeah, Jamar. Ha- oh, uh, the jacket. I, I would say Jamar Hamlin's the jacket. Jesus jacket. And the, and the Jesus ad. But that's what. Wait, I'm, wait, wait, which Jesus ad? There's two Jesus ad. Like God forgives us all, loves us all, kind of ads. And that was the biggest thing. Whereas, like, they were like, they were getting upset about. Wait, let's set it up. Did you watch the ad? No. Okay. So the ad was, um, it was scenes from what looked like all of 2020. And it was burning buildings and people arguing in the streets and people mid like punches. Is it Antifa Jesus? Is it that ad? (laughs) Where his parents are Honduran? No, no, no. no, no, no. Because when they gave birth in the manger, they were like refugees or whatever. No, these are actually just scenes from like in black and white scenes from the past what looked like two years. (laughs) And at the end of it, he said, uh, even God forgave them or something Mm. like that. Or God forgives us all or some shit like that. And it was like, God save us or God something.com. Man, can we watch it? Uh, Yeah. I know you're setting it up. No, no, no. But this was my thing. This is my point. We go from that to the, from Sam Smith. Like, let's normalize this. Yeah, and now yeah. it's, mm-hmm. and little Nas X, let's normalize this. Now we're going even further now, even even over here, where it's like these different depictions of like blasphemy. Hollywood is coming up and like we're normalizing it. And normal people are like, that's just Hollywood. That's what they do. Inching it, yeah. again from before where it was, it was, uh, oh shit, we're going to go to hell, bro. We got to be good. So now it's like we're going to hell, hell yeah! Like this, that that fr- that happened inch by inch by inch by inch, and now we're here at this well, yeah, point. They, yeah, they where, push God out of the school, right? And now we're at the point where it's like now it's poppy, now it's pop culture, now it's like that's just what they do. Now bro. it's cool imagery, and now they're starting to push out Jesus even to where it's like that makes the headline, bro. What? Well, it's an attack on a Judeo-Christian West. Let me see if this is it real quick while this ad plays. The number one country in the history of this earth. That's right. In the history of this flat earth. Don't forget it. Son of a bitch. It is happening. A movement, a moment, a mission that could change the world. (laughs) You want to be ready. You want to learn everything you can. And right now, something big is happening. He Gets Us is a multi-year national campaign to raise the respect and relevance this must of been the Jesus second in our culture. It's starting conversations. It's grabbing attention and changing minds. It's all over Twitter, in Times Square, on billboards and in stadiums. And on February 12th, you'll see it on the biggest stage <laughs> in America. You'll see Jesus <clears throat> in the Super Bowl. The conversation is starting. Are you ready for it? 
So is that the actual ad? You'll no. find pre-written emails. Screen. That must have been one of the ads. But let me see if I can find the other one that the actually actual Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. So the controversy is that they tried to say that Jesus would have forgave Antifa. Um, I guess you could interpret it that way. People get triggered with anything Jesus related. They definitely do. They start to like uh, project their all their shit. But that's how you know it's that that that's what's crazy. Like, even if you don't believe, but the, the fact that it's like it's been turned on its head so much, where it's like the devil's welcome, like Satanism is welcome now for normal people, and Jesus is like, ah, oh, bro, fucking, we're over that shit. Like, it's like crazy just to just because just from parents. the generation I'm from, like, it's just crazy to see that we're there now. So it's like, what? The I fuck? blame the parents, bro. That's why you got to like drag your kids to church because if not, it's going to be, I think Myra Flores. Some of the people are going to say, what parents? You know what I mean? Yeah, the that's state. Most of my gener- that's most of my generation. Well, okay. Well, there you go. Nuclear family. Hold on. Let me pull up Myra Flores. She basically, let me pull up the actual quote. Okay. Ready? Here we go. If we don't teach our children who God is, someone else will teach them everything he isn't. It's like it's up to the parents to to kind of set the the groundwork of uh, education. If not, you you push them out into the world, and then they get programmed this according one. to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the one they played during the Super Bowl. It's called "Love Your Enemies." <clears throat> Look at the hysteria they put people through. It was the herd. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see? Wow. Do you see it clearer? These are all real photos from like real events, huh? Mm-hmm. What you believe. Cause I'm only human after all. Can you close the ad in case? And then, Jesus loved the people we hate. I guess it seems kind of unifying, but what was the controversy? Uh, That it was brought up. It was was on the news, dude. Well, one, this, I mean, you have people like the Young Turks who had to take the, apparently the, what was the organization? They Get Us, or I forgot. He Gets Us. He Gets Us, uh whatever, is uh, tied to some anti-LGBT organization, and... It's a divisive radical right group who ran two very expensive ads during the Super Bowl to try to indoctrinate. I don't know. I really don't know what take. I haven't heard too many people's take on it. There were just two ads about Jesus. You know, like, do you love Jesus or do you not? Like, are you into it? Do you want to go to a church? Do you want to try to find community? Like, I don't understand why I was such an uproar about it, personally. And I'm not even that religious myself. So is it basically lefties? getting upset yeah like the young turks are the mm-hmm. ones that have the highest re- re- uh, viewed video right now on youtube about uh here let me see if i can find it oh yeah those guys are idiots yeah they're great he gets a super bowl ad link to anti-lgbt hate group yeah you know whatever what does the bible say about lgbt stuff huh? oh you don't want to know <laughs> not for this show dude we had a great um, uh, conversation about this the uh, other day we yeah, could probably do off show off, i mean not off air but behind the uh, paywall yeah Interesting. I, I don't want to mislead anybody in uh, the verses. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, <laughs> I'm gonna need another C4. Show dates, and then I'll put it at the beginning of the show as well, because uh, you're on the road this weekend for one day, and then you got plenty more shows. All of them, by the way, are at Shingleblink.com. After he mentions them right now, so they're fresh in your brain. Absolutely, absolutely. I still don't have a name for the tour. 
I'd be playing with different random ideas. Um, first of all, I just left Corpus Christi, and then you see comments, when you come into Corpus, and I'm like, bro. Blows my mind. Yeah, the shows are lit. Uh, next stop, Pearsall, Texas, February 17th. Uh, that's this Friday. There's only a few tables left. Y'all better get those tickets. Yeah, yeah I think there's only general admission left. Uh, Naples, Florida, that is March 5th. Odessa, Texas, March 11th. Fresno, March 23rd. Merced, March 24th. Visalia, March 25th. Uh, I believe we're doing Pasadena Ice House, which is uh, George Lopez's home club. Hmm. Uh, March 31st. El Paso, April 6th through the 8th. Sacramento, April 19th. San Jose, California on 420. Brownsville with uh, the homies Mario Salazar and Raymond Orta. That is April 21. Also, Alamo, Texas with Raymond Orta, April 22nd. So many more dates such as Albuquerque and many, many more. Hit up the website, chingobling.com. Sass.